the past couple weeks, we've focused on two planet births. One, a, a boy that was to be born, and his name was to be John. Planet to Zachariah, well, Zachariah was in the temple, planet to him and his wife, Elizabeth, by the name of the boy that was to be named Jesus. Once again, promised by the angel Gabriel, it promised to a person that was a little different than all the other children, uh, all the other parents of children promised by angels. All the other individuals were, were old. They had been married for years and years and years. They had long sought to have a child. They had long Praise to have a child. And yet the angel Gabriel came to a young girl, 13, 14, 15 years old, not even married, and said, You will have a child, the son of God, Jesus. We celebrate that promised birth of Jesus year after year after year, don't we? It always seems to come around. December 25. And in this country, it was Elizabeth, where we're going today, who is going to celebrate the coming of the Son of God, the Lord, the Messiah, the one that they had waited for for years. It makes me wonder, like, when, when do we at this when do we get so excited? When do we celebrate something that's happening? Maybe it's when you see a relative you haven't seen in a very, very long time. It was an unexpected appearance, and all of a sudden you see them, and the fruit of joy comes out your mouth without even thinking about it because you're so excited to see that relative. Can you witness videos that show these unexpected visions? With how often you have to cameras on us all the time, right? So, there's videos that you can watch where someone who's been maybe uh, in the military and they've been gone for a year or gone for two years and then unexpectedly they have this surprise visit where they didn't tell their spouse or their children they were coming back. And you can see this freak of joy. You can see this expression of excitement that goes over and washes over everyone who is there. Something that they didn't think was going to happen, but something that provided joy. Maybe the, the joy is getting that letter. You applied to so many colleges, and you got that one letter from that college that you really wanted to go to, and you opened it up and you saw the word admitted or accepted. Congratulations. And, and you yell out, and you need to tell everybody, all of your friends, all of your family, that you're going to Michigan State or Michigan or, or Calvin or Piper College, right? Uh, that place that you cornerstone, right? That place that you so desire to go. 
Or maybe, or maybe it's that excitement that you feel when, when your favorite sports team is finally doing well. And if they have a chance of winning the Super Bowl, or maybe they have a chance of going to the World Series, or maybe they have a chance of, of winning the NBA championship. Even though no one can hear you while you're watching TV, you yell in excitement and joy over what's happening. You know, it's so tiny, these things that we normally don't do. With grown men, we start talking about the excitement of that sports team winning. Where we'll yell out loud, where we'll tell everyone. Let's the excitement that's happening in the passage that we're going to today. So we're going to have to read uh, chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 39 this morning. Uh, it'll be page 832 in the Black Bible, so I'm going to teach the players. Please, if you have a Bible, you can see the first grade. It's going to be at page 1,249. At that time, and it was pretty much directly after Mary heard that she was uh, going to give birth and become pregnant with Jesus. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. And as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb, and Elizabeth, of youth, uh, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And our voice to explain, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb reached the door. Blessed is she. Who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her? Before we stop, one of the themes that we find in the first two chapters of Luke is that God will fulfill what he says to do. We see the, the promise of the birth of God and the promise of the birth of Jesus. And we see the fulfillment of those promises. We see the first one. And then later see the birth of Jesus. But also that God is fulfilling promises he made way back in the Old Testament. Promises that maybe the Israelites felt like went silent because it, it seemed that the Lord was for years. And what we find in these first two chapters is the rejoicing and the excitement that comes from the Lord beginning to fulfill those promises, from the Lord doing among them what He has promised to do. And now it's been six months since Elizabeth, Elizabeth had become pregnant. Six months of rejoicing for Elizabeth. We've earlier in the book of Luke 
when she became pregnant, but she said, the Lord has moved my distress. Some six months of rejoicing for her and six months of silence. I think that's more than six months of silence for Zechariah. Now, after Mary was visited by the angel Gabriel, she so immediately gets up because she heard that her relative, her cousin, who was old in age, was also pregnant. So she she gathered her belongings and she traveled to the to the hill country in Judea to visit What we see is, on top of what the Lord is doing, is Elizabeth's actions that come to the forefront in these several verses. It's Elizabeth and Unborn baby John also reacts. You see the baby. Meet with joy, just like he had read that college acceptance letter, right? Meet for joy right within him. Just upon hearing the sound of Mary's voice. There wasn't anything else, no other crazy things going on. It was just the sound of Mary's voice. When Mary greeted Elizabeth, nothing more than a, a greeting, a hello, so get the key, and the baby Perhaps we could say this is evidence of the Spirit's work in God. This is the angel Gabriel said, but God, even in Elizabeth's womb, was going to be endowed with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this, this leap of joy was like something the Holy Spirit was making aware to Elizabeth that something Something amazing is happening. Someone amazing is standing in front of you. A leap of joy. Recognizing that something must be different with Mary. And not only does Mary's voice arise something in unborn baby son, but Mary's voice and Mary's presence arises something with Elizabeth, just as John, her, her unborn baby, was endowed with the Spirit before he was born. Now, now Elizabeth is endowed with the Spirit, and she says, in a loud blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will face. Now, Elizabeth isn't pronouncing a blessing over her. This isn't like the, the blessing that Aaron gave. The Lord blessed you, keep you, maybe they shine upon you, and grace to you. Like that, that's not the type of blessing that's happening right here. Instead, the Spirit 
in the words to Elizabeth says that Mary is blessed. That Mary has a faith that is blessed. Don't normally do this. But we're going to get in the weeds with Bradley today. And this is slightly ironic because if you ask me anything about grammar when I was in middle school or high school, that was my least favorite thing ever. I was, grammar was not fun, it was not exciting. But here, it tells us something. In both instances of this word, like, also you are my women, blessed is the child that you will bring. It's in uh, a certain type of so we have tenses, we have past tense, present tense, future tense, and even like a perfect tense in Greek. And the, the perfect tense, or the equivalent of it in the uh, English language, be the present perfect tense. Uh, what it means is that it shows that there was something that happened, but there is this ongoing and continuing or lasting effect that something happens. Say, I don't say. But say I was taught to sit and I really like to sit. My brother-in-law laughed at me. What do you think? My brother-in-law really likes to sit, he said. At some point, someone taught him to sit. Kent learned to sit. And Kent went on to sit. You think him learning to sit was a past action that someone taught him something to do, but that past action has a continued and lasting effect. He is not going to somehow forget how to sit. In the same way, this blessed state that Mary has, he was given a blessed state. It was something that happened to her. And she will continue to have that blessed state going forward. The child that she is today has a blessed state. It was something that happened to him, but it will be something that will continue on having an ongoing effect into the future. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Not something that happens here and then is all of a sudden gone, but something that happens and will last and likely will have an effect forever. The reality is this statement that Elizabeth says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear, is only something that the Spirit would arise within you. Mary, she shows up on and on. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, after Mary heard these things from Gabriel, she quickly sent an email or a letter to reach her cousin Elizabeth to let her know that she too would be with child in the coming days. And then when Mary arrived, she had already had this predetermined knowledge that was given to her from a letter go. You don't even read that this simple greeting that Mary gives said anything about Mary 
being with child, and yet now being filled with the Spirit. Elizabeth is given what we would probably call a, a word of knowledge. It's something that Elizabeth would have known on her own, and yet the Spirit comes in her life, comes within her mind, and says, Blessed are you, and blessed is the child that you will bear. The word of God is like those instances where the Spirit comes into your life to perhaps give you the, the right words to say at a specific moment in time. To give you maybe an understanding and an empathy that you didn't have before. To allow you to speak in ways and treat people in a way that, that you wouldn't have known what was going on in their lives when you were speaking to them. And in this instance, it's the spirit using Elizabeth to proclaim in a word. The marriage of her blessed faith and of her child's blessed faith. It's this, this statement that's mixed with an explanation and a rejoicing and a joy and an eagerness for the promises of the Lord to be fulfilled. And then, and then what? Elizabeth goes on as she goes on to almost echo, echo the, the favor that Gabriel mentioned when he first met with Mary. The God has found favor in you is what he said, and what Elizabeth says, but now I am also favored that the mother of my Lord would come to see me. The favor of the Lord now, now moving back from from person to person, Mary receiving the favor, and, and now Elizabeth receiving the favor of the Lord is the Messiah. The mother of the Messiah comes to visit her. Elizabeth says, I need it. It says that they can't believe that the Messiah is coming. And that the Messiah's mother has chosen to come and visit me at this time. Up to this point, the best thing and the, the most joy-filling thing that had happened in Elizabeth's life was that she had become pregnant with God. That something that she perhaps didn't even believe was possible came to fruition, and she rejoiced to the Lord that she had become pregnant, and she found out that pales in comparison to the fact that the Messiah was coming, and that the Messiah's mother came to visit her. She sees, Elizabeth sees, that there are even greater and more awe-inspiring things that God has planned for the world. And that, that God has planned for all of the world to experience. As Elizabeth finishes speaking, she goes back to that blessing 
said something similar to Thomas. You recall after Jesus rose from the dead, he visited several disciples, all of them actually, except for Thomas. And all these disciples were saying with, with Thomas what happened, and Thomas said, well, unless I put my finger in his side and the hand inside my finger and the whole head, I will not believe. And then, and then Jesus appears to him in God's place. And Jesus says, because you have seen me with him, but blessed are those who have lost him and yet believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Two words for anyone who believes in the Savior. The blessing that comes to all of them, not something that they, they give to themselves, but a blessing that, that the Lord Himself gives to you when, when you believe in what you have not seen. Blessed are the ones who believe that the Lord will fulfill His promises. Blessed are the ones and ones who remember His birth as they wait for His second coming. Blessed are the ones who continuously and anxiously await the, the promises of the Lord becoming fulfilled here in my now. We are, are like many who have gone before, that are invited to this opportunity of being blessed by God by believing in something that we have not seen. Because every object season is an invitation to us to believe in Christ's birth, of which we have not seen our own. It's an invitation to believe that God will fulfill His promises to bring Christ back and to redeem not only ourselves, but to redeem this world, renewing this earth and renewing heaven. It's during this time of Advent and perhaps all other times throughout the year that we're invited to be blessed by the Lord as He works His transformation in us. Making us more and more into the image of Christ our Lord. Giving us more and more opportunities to be transformed and to be obedient, just like Mary and Elizabeth. As He works to, to seek out His purposes, Realizing these promises here in this world by teaching these people, the ones who have believed in what they seen, the ones who called to bring and be agents of the good news of Jesus Christ, to be those that can say, I'm blessed if you want to bless you too. Because blessed is the one who believes that the Lord 
First, there was a promise that said that Abraham would be a blessing to all the nations. And there was a, a promise that sought fulfillment in Christ coming and being a blessing to all the nations. Not just Israel, but all people, and all of creation. Lord, we're that, that blessing that you give us that continues into the future would be something that we, as your people, can show others. By the way that you transform our living. By the way that we and by the way that your spirit empowers our speech, and the way that we can fight for the good.